0: That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. All right, Winning Plays Podcast is back, and NBA free agency is here. My name is Brian Robb, joined by Chris Forsberg of NBC Sports Boston for this edition of the Winning Plays Podcast. Chris, this is pretty dangerous territory here for us. (laughs) <laughs> recording uh, a preview podcast with roughly mm-hmm. 30 hours to go before the start of NBA free agency, but damn it, like we're not gonna, we're, no, no trades are gonna blow this up, or, or are they? What's what's, what's our we, prediction we, here?
1: We we are. Uh, do we do? Do you have like Twitter up and visible just in case? Because I yes. Feel like yes,
0: we can react in well, real time.
1: I think I think we did this last year, and we said, do we give it like an hour before something happens, or? Uh, I, I feel bad if uh, my podcast producer is watching this going, How come we haven't done a podcast this week? Uh, no, that's because I'm certain that as soon as this gets over, Chris is smarter maybe. than me because Chris <laughs> is smarter than me.
0: That is why you guys are waiting till after uh, mm. something actually happens here. But there has been movement around the league in the last week. I mean, this is, I mean, we could, we could really just throw around some Kevin Durant trades for the next few. <laughs> days like you guys did at um i've already done that yeah you already done there done that but we can actually talk i do think that's worth talking about a little bit later just for the uh not not actually like the trade part of it but like if there will be any underlying impact left over there or perhaps potentially um hurt feelings if you will yeah after the fact but for now i think item number i'll I'll throw it to you this way what uh what do you expect to happen first here do you expect trades to be made or do you expect signing to be done either it doesn't have to be of a major variety but what what's who do you got in the in the you got the trade or a signing in the in the horse race here
1: for for the celtics or for the nba for the celtics. For the, celtics for the celtics uh, so i i would say more likely the trade comes before the signing because i think if we use last year as a guide that it's more likely that they're diligent and sort of wait out and see what the market dictates the one thing and. I mean, again, maybe if there's a player out there that you didn't expect to be available at the mid-level and like, okay, you call Kyle Anderson. and You say, hey, we're offering you $6.3 million. You want to come? To me, it's probably a quick no. But, you know, if it's not and you're in that market and he says, yeah, I will, if we can get it done today, then yeah, splurge and use your mid-level. Uh, more likely than not, you're going to be going for a probably second or third cut of player. And unfortunately, so much of it will be dictated by, who's left available. And, and so we saw it last year with Dennis Schroeder. Uh, the Celtics swooped in. Now, that didn't work out. That's not a great example for Celtics fans to, to be bolstering the bench. But um, it is sort of the, the, the more feasible thing to me. And I think you just start with that trade exception expires uh, July 18th, and every day that passes, it gets a little bit diceier because teams can pin you against the wall. So I think it's more likely the trade comes first before the free agency. Am I crazy?
0: Not at all. I agree with you 100%. I think it's a situation... And where, yeah, like the you're getting not what's left over in free agency, but you're not going to be able to outbid anyone in free agency. So, unless someone's like, okay, I would love to play in Boston for six million dollars, I just don't think that that's going to come out of the gate immediately. And you have a you're you might not have to wait as long as you did last summer for someone to kind of see what's out there and um, say, like, oh, you know what, the Celtics are the best fit for what they're offering here. But there's no question you factor in that and obviously the, the sense of urgency with the TPE that is waiting for, with the big one, at least with the, the, the 17 million one. I think certainly once things get rolling with other teams there, your opportunities with that situation probably become more clear as well in the next, honestly, even maybe before July 1st, maybe as soon as, you know, Thursday night.
1: Follow-up question. Are we sure the Celtics even use the mid-level? This stuff? is where I was going.
0: Listen, this is, look at this. This man, you know, writes to the Pod without even knowing what's going on here. Um, yeah, so Brad Stevens made these these comments last week um, I, after um, you know draft night when I posed a question, being like, "Okay, what's uh, how does this kind of figure into your calculus?" And he's like, "You know what?" Like, and and I'll say this: him taking that position publicly makes a lot of sense because you don't want to be strong armed or bullied by a team you're negotiating with down to the buzzer in a couple of weeks, potentially if they haven't used it before then to say like, okay, you know, you guys got to give us that extra second round pick or, or Peyton Pritchard or Aaron Nesmith or whatever, or else we're not going to do this deal. And, and the Celtics do have other ways to add and via free agency or these other smaller trade exceptions. So they could say, okay, you know what? We're good. Like take it or leave our offer here. But Chris, I'll say this, the public posturing is fine. Behind closed doors, unacceptable. Have to use yep, that. Yeah, for direction. sure. Like, right? I mean, this is is this just negotiation, public talking negotiation 101 here that we're looking at? Yeah,
1: 100%. And the, the way I keep phrasing it is they've spent four second round picks now to just <laughs> keep this thing sort of going from <laughs> the Hayward exception. Keep the post, the keep the post alive. So, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it certainly could vaporize or they could just use a smaller chunk of it, but you can't just walk away with nothing. And I know those. It's 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 nothing to obsess about. Whatever the 51st, 56th pick, whatever it would have been, but you can't just like these are assets, and especially when your payroll is bloated, you need to use every available option. Now, I will say, as much as we were you you were thought I was on the same lane, I was saying I don't know if they're going to use the bid level. I think mm. that if they, especially if they use the traded player exception, now you're you know super committed salary wise, especially if they use the majority of it. And so my thinking is, unless they move Tice, then I wonder if they're less likely because I think the bill gets big in a hurry, and all of a sudden, Celtics ownership has been willing to spend, but not quite to the Steve Ballmer, uh, Golden State <laughs> limits. And so uh, it would actually be nice if Steve Ballmer would trade us one of his fourteen million dollar players or something sure. less than that, or, or let Hartenstein come. I mean, there's there's no possibilities, endless possibilities with they, it, but they they're just at this point they're just like being being hoarders with their with their with their talent out there and so that's quite a luxury to have I don't think the Celtics have quite the same luxury and in a way I don't want them to have that luxury because we've seen when rosters are overcrowded with talent and there's not playing time for anybody so I'd rather they take one good swing of the bat and maybe keep that mid-level exception in their pocket than to just splurge because you feel like oh crap our bench wasn't good in the finals we need to make some overreactions right now.
0: Yeah, I I wrote the other day that the, uh, well, I, I wrote about just the comparison like you brought up with the Clippers there in terms of how deep they are and like bringing back the 2018 19 Celtics mm. vibes for that. And that the, the roster the Clippers have right now makes that Celtics 2018 19 team look like shallow <laughs> based on <laughs> like you have, you have like Terrence Mann Crazy. as like your 11th man. Um, and just the wings are, yeah. So you would, you would certainly think that they, there could be some chip to fall there, but maybe it's, Hey, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George do not yeah. have good injury track records. So we're going to hold on to the step for now. And then if we want to pawn someone off during the season, we can do that too. So there's, there's no guarantees there. and They're they're certainly not going to like give those guys away outright. Like, you know, for, especially if it's someone like who's, who's solid like a Luke Kennard or, a, or mm-hmm. Norm Powell, but that, I mean, that's certainly a team to, to keep an eye on this week, but yeah, the, the mid-level thing you bring up is, is, is interesting though from a standpoint of, right. Like if they, if they take a big swing with this TPE, then things can get low cost in a hurry. Are you of the mind of, would you want to give up assets to get out, get off of Tice and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, take that swing with the mid level and kind of, you know, push more of your chips all in for the now, or is that a listen? Like we can probably address these other needs with little or amounts in free agency and maybe other trades and, and keep that in our back pocket or, for flexi- in, in-season flexibility?
1: It pr- probably comes down to cost. So if you are very bullish on what you're acquiring with the TPE, and there's always a chance, right, you're going to have to give up more assets with that. So you're, you're limited in what you can give out. But if you're telling me you can sign a third-string center, like a seven-foot bruiser, I keep using the Aaron Baines comparison, and that's probably, you know, he's probably a higher level than what you'd be able to get with the Dwayne Deadmans and Robin Lopez's of the world. But if you could fill... That with a minimum or a, or a slice of the mid level, uh, then maybe I'm okay with with you know splurging a bit to uh, to get off Tice. and because it's just at that point it's just redundant and you got what you needed you you know you had the backup uh, the 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 depth this past season I just don't know how much of a role he's going to play and again that that depends that means with the TP they're probably getting a four and now you have some versatility behind Al. You got Rob. Whoever you bring is third string center. Grant's in that mix. I just don't see where Tice is getting big minutes on a seven and a half man rotation. So I guess it all depends on how it all trickles down. But I can see. I can certainly see avenues where spending to get off Tice um, to keep the luxury tax bill low is advantageous, as long as it's not a prohibitive amount of of assets going up.
0: Yeah, like I would. Would you like? I'm not giving up a first to get. No, off exactly. Some, you have, give yeah. up, two seconds to get off Tice, something like that. Right. I feel like that that is reasonable, Um and maybe you get something back. You know, maybe like you're you're trading a player for player there, so you're not getting you're getting right. back someone who's well, maybe also overpaid, but also could well, be used or
1: pay give cash. You can send out six million in sure, cash yeah. at the start of every league year. So maybe you're paying off half his salary and then taking back four million in bad cash, and all of a sudden right. you're that now again. Every million you save on your books is really more like two and a half million or whatever the crazy right. number is. So uh, I think that's just the balance that they're going
0: to have to strike. Yeah. I mean, look at the, the look at the Knicks last night with this oh. you know, uh, New Orleans Noel, Alkberks, two second round picks and apparently they threw in $6 million in that deal. <laughs> So it's like, so that, that's, that's the Pistons taking the role of the Celtics in like whatever it was, 2014, 2015, where they're yeah. like, yeah, we got, we got, cap room and you want to throw us some some cash and some some so, extra picks so, so, you, the so you report
1: you reported it uh, are you surprised the Celtics weren't more interested in Alec Burks
0: no yeah so they from what I heard they had a chance that like, they, it was offered and honestly this isn't a like I imagine Alec Burks was probably offered offered to half the league sure so this is but yeah but the Celtics were in a, a unique position where they could take that that contract in now and I don't from my Understanding is that, like, they don't like not like Burks. It's more of like, can we do better than Burks? Right. And we don't want to, we don't want to close doors now Mm
1: -hmm. for
0: Burks coming off an injury who, you know, is he going to be playing a lot in the postseason? Eh, Like, if he's having a good year, but like, honestly, probably not. Um, So that's, and and the Knicks, obviously, we're in a situation where we want Cap, we want to get the greatest player on the planet, Jalen Brunson, like, signed by, (laughs) (laughs) July <laughs> first, and so we really do like, who I mean, I I I the Jalen Brunson here?
1: What's going on? Is is, is not this the best case scenario for the Celtics? The <laughs> Knicks' continued ineptitude will ensure that there's not another player in the the East mix. Like they might be okay, what like the sixth seed in a good Eastern Conference. Um, but yeah, it's like just, good oh, good uh, luck. Good luck putting all that pressure on poor Jalen Brunson to be uh, your superstar, a uh, hundred plus million dollars. Him and Randall, man. What well, that? What a wild situation to for the Knicks to, to sort of bank on. But there are guys that Tibbs loves, and evidently, you know, that's his plan.
0: I mean, I like Jalen Brunson. I just don't like blowing, you know, giving up a lot of other assets to go sign into oh, you know, yeah. a bigger contract than you need to, than he probably deserves. But um, like you said, great, like Celtics, one last thing for them to worry about in terms of uh, unbelievable Easter. <laughs> Like the, this, like the Knicks off season last. Think about the Knicks off last year for a second, though. Too. Like, oh my! How much of a disaster is that at this point?
1: <laughs> like- I mean, thank goodness for the Lakers, or else there would be so much more pressure on the Knicks. But uh, I do enjoy every time turning on ESPN and seeing like Spike Lee was just randomly sitting in a car lamenting the status of the Knicks to Stephen A. Smith, and I'm like, this is amazing. Like they just they they, they were so despondent they needed to call each other from from vehicles and film a Zoom segment. So. Uh, that's that that is the Knicks fans uh in a nutshell right now I want to flip it on you because obviously people have been asking me all week since we started with TPE do you have a wish list like what's your because one I want to I'm like truly interested and two those are the persons that will be immediately jinxed by this by this (laughs) and they will and they will be traded somewhere before night's end so uh let me put some pressure on you
0: yeah so uh, you know let's let's We'll start with Contavious Caldwell Pope, and then, <laughs> and then we'll go to Alec Burks. Yep. Um, no, so like in terms of there's there's pie in the sky guys, like the the OG Ananobis of the world, which I think are just now are yeah. off the table because like even John Zimmer, like those guys are you're not those teams are not going to take. I mean, the Spurs might obviously take you know if they deal Murray somewhere. And are looking for just a boatload of first round picks, but they can probably get better first round picks than what the Celtics are supposed to offer here. So for me, I'm intrigued um, by a couple guys. Herter, who I think we may have talked about Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. I just think that's that's the type of guy like him, a Kennard, or even an Orm Powell. I think guys that are proven shooters that can run a you know that can be the lead scorer in a second team offense but also be like a great like fourth or fifth scoring option in crunch time. I think it's ideal for what the Celtics should be wanting to put together here. Cause I think they were clearly short of that guy in big spots this postseason at times.
1: And and, and I'm with you. I like Herder has been at the top of my list probably since we started this exercise in part, because I think the Hawks are the sort of team that should desire to get off money. And some of that will depend on what happens with John Collins. And again, maybe that's why. You're just in wait and see mode until like dominoes start falling across the league. But there's a guy who's got size who can obviously shoot the ball, who isn't quite the defensive liability that the Duncan Robinsons and even the canards of the world probably are. So I'm, I'm and and I'm not saying he's like a good defender. I'm just saying he's a little bit more towards average than those other guys. And so I think I'm okay with, 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 with that and and pursuing him, I get the canard stuff. And again, it's invariable that we'll look at the Clippers and say they got to move somebody. Um, so it's just who they want to get rid of, and I can't see it being Powell after you know just just finally no, getting. I'd be surprised that. There too. So, so and, and so the big exercise I keep doing is as I look around from there, you know, and there'll be surprise names that come available, and some teams will go in a different direction, and maybe that opens up avenues, or maybe some team publicly, you know, makes it known that they want to cut salary, and so the, the cost is less prohibitive. I just I have have a hard time finding that player and finding the player that's better than than what you've got. And now that's banking. That's looking at our, at the Celtics bench and saying they're playing to their potential or playing better, certainly than they did in the finals. But I, I don't know, like, you know, I see a lot of people suggest point guards and shooting guards. And I'm like, you already got a little bit of redundancy there. Wouldn't you rather just let Peyton Pritchard figure out what you got? And, you know, you go look at turnover rate, who had the one of the lowest turnover rates in the league was Peyton Pritchard. Uh, Derek White should be better after a year in this, this system. Grant Williams should Improve. Aaron Neesmith may or may not go to summer league, and I have no idea what's going to happen with that. But at least Grant Williams is a, 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 a little case study, and you can improve after a disastrous year two and come back in year three. So uh, maybe Neesmith pans out more than I'm, I'm giving him credit for right now.
0: Yeah, and that's always you know something to think about in the back pocket. But I, I, you're at a team point now. If you're Brad Stevens in the front office, like you can't count on that. Like if that happens, sure. like great. But you have to have. Uh, an acceptable alternative for that, because you just just look at the finals, Chris. You're like, okay, yeah, this team playing a bunch of you know talented wings. The Warriors, like the Celtics, didn't have a wing they could play off their bench, and it worked for a bunch of matchups earlier in the postseason because you know the the Bucks didn't have a bunch of good wings, and the Heat, you know, couldn't score or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, against the Warriors team, like that ended up really coming back to bite because you had either undersized guys that were taken advantage of and switches. Or you had Grant Williams who couldn't stop fouling everyone when he was on the court. So having I convinced I
1: convinced my, I convinced myself yesterday that I would take ten minutes of West Wes Matthews defense. Right. And you know, like so that I mean that tells you a little bit of something. And I and again, I think that's the balance the team has to strike. One of their glaring needs beyond the Al Horford secession plan, which I think should be number one. And certainly like you always want as much shooting as possible, and ball security is good, but somewhere in the middle there is just like you said. They had nobody, nobody they could consistently lean on to go give five to ten minutes of quality wing defense. And part of me says, you know, could Smith do that with enough time? I'm I'm not bullish on it going into the year, but if they'd actually invest in him, you know, maybe it could. And if you're not, if you're not willing to invest in him, then just go get somebody who will take, even if it's a slice of the MLE and – be that guy. And while I don't expect West Matthews to be coming in here and firing bows and arrows all the time, I do wonder if he can give you 10 good minutes of, of defense a night. And that's probably more valuable to me than necessarily the guy who shoots 38% from the corner but can't de- defend a lick.
0: Yeah. And so I do, do you feel like though, from like the, the guys who are like, West Matthews types, the guys, it's almost like maybe they need to hit free agency first to figure mm-hmm. out, okay, what what can we fill? What need can we fill during free and see? Okay. And then we figure out how to use the trade exception rather than vice. I mean, obviously if you, if you have a good enough bite in the trade exception where you're like, okay, this is, this is obviously yeah. the guy that can help us no matter what, like we're going to just get him in here now. But I think a lot of it's like, you kind of have to be informed in terms of both sides of the equation there. And that may help you better utilize your options rather than being proactive and doing something that helps on paper, but then, Limits what you have to do and what other needs you have. You need to fill.
1: I, I wonder if we'll know if if the Celtics aren't linked, and and unfortunately, like NBA reporting is shoddy at best, so we'll <laughs> we won't know if they're truly rock solid. Semi- I don't know
0: what you're talking about.
1: I, yeah, but you know, if, if they're linked to a whole bunch of players at the start of free agency, but they just don't have the revenue to to you know to lure them away from teams with the big tax uh, with the, the non-taxpayer mid-level, then maybe we know they're they're hunting that first and kind of keeping keeping options open for the TPE and, and you know what they need to target. Um, but I think, th- I just think it feels like it's gotta be more vice versa. It feels like it's gotta be TP first and then fill the cracks with the mid-level where you don't have to use it all. You could use a smaller slice. It's probably easier to fill cracks that route. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see, I'm, I'm bracing myself for a very quiet start for the Celtics, but Brad Stevens is a known do your work early type of guy. Yes. And so uh, I, I sneaky wonder if they've got somebody or somebody's in mind that they're, they're looking to pounce on that. Maybe they have an inkling. They have a shot at.
0: It's going to be like three trades in a row. Like right. It's boom, like, it's okay, okay. this, we're going to trade a bench piece. We're going to do a TPE and then we're going to clear out some side. I feel like it's going to be to your point in terms of like getting stuff done. I feel like there'll be a order of operations here when things start happening, that kind of, gets all their ducks in a row from, from that as, as,
1: as long as they're not making moves in mid-july so that we can have some sort of frigging <laughs> break, break from basketball
0: i'm all for it i mean summer league is the drop dead deadline and <laughs> but it is though but it's great july it 18th this is like a dream for us it's like okay you have they have to do this or else it goes away and here's my other question Ooh, for true. You now: with this team say all these teams with decent guys for the TP, whether it's the Hawks or the Clippers, or we can go down, we'll do a rapid fire, fun, random stuff in the TP at the end here. Say those guys, it's like, ah, uh, like giving up a first for these guys or just like more than a first. Mm-hmm. Like the, the ass is just too much to, to for it to make sense when you factor in the salary strains. What do you do with the TP in that situation, knowing that like you obviously want to use it as an asset? Do you? take a bad deal and to get a pick with it do you just try to get an expiring just to have the expired to keep that as a placeholder like what is the actual best usage of that to to keep the pulse of the tp the like gordon hayward tpe alive here for for another for another year
1: gordon hayward's going to be out of the league and we're gonna be talking about the <laughs> TP that's he spawned it's, from it's until it's, it's he's truly and can yeah, Evan exactly.
0: Fournier be traded back into the TPE yeah. Oh my person? God.
1: Talk, 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 I, I talk about mind numbing. Um, so, yeah, that's a great question. I, I would think you would, at the very least, want I don't think you use the full thing, just to have a dumpable contract, but could you get a $5 million guy that can be packaged with Tice and an asset? You know, if you didn't have to give up much of anything else, like maybe that makes sense. But, you know, who's who's looking to dump $5 million of like and get someone serviceable? So. I certainly hope that it doesn't just vaporize, but they will have to get creative. I wonder if they'd start looking at third team and any number of deals out there, just trying to play facilitator and get something out of it, whether it's draft picks or just like you said, taking on a contract that's an expiring. um, You just don't want to tie your hands with salary when you're starting to worry about the number um, and the luxury tax and all that. So, yeah, but, if, but if, if, if the prices are just too prohibitive, which I don't I, like my general sense has been based on the moves we've seen so far. I mean, Derek White looks like a pr- it was pretty costly compared to what we've seen early in this offseason. And yet, you know, who knows? Free agency gets weird and teams start spending crazy stuff. So uh, I need to see it start to play out before I, before I have a better grasp on exactly what the Celtics uh, need to do in panic mode.
0: All right, we're gonna go through. I'm gonna to to run Chris through a little speed round of TP right. potential guys. But first, we're gonna hear from our sponsor. Ooh, At Bet online works. continue to be the number one sport source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including you know NBA free agency odds, next season's futures, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next year's NFL futures. So, Bet Online is your continued source for all your wagering information. From live betting to playoffs, esports, and more, head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Use the promo code SEALNUS50 to get to the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Forsberg, we've had a lot of the popular names, a lot of the, the dream pie in the sky names here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to some, like I don't know if they're meh names, but names that are worth maybe a conversation. All right. I, mean, I can't, can't conceivably be available here. So what's going to go let's through five games? Go We're going to do it quick. Number mm. one, Kyle Kuzman.
1: I'm surprisingly warm to it. it it's uh, But I, what is Washington doing? After today's trade, are they, just, are they trying to put together like a sneaky okay team that could be something if Bradley Beal and KP and all them pan out? So uh, I would suspect the price would be too high. Um, on the surface, unless they're plotting something else to help Bradley Beale not want to flee to Boston,
0: yeah, I agree with you there. That's a situation where, uh, you know, the Nuggets today and the Wizards had a four-player trade, um, Monty Morris and um Will Barton going to the Wizards, KCP and Ishmith going back to the Nuggets. I, like you said, I think that's a that's a move that makes the Wizards better because I like Morris a lot and and Barton and Calderport. Like I mean, Caldwell Pope's probably better, but not by much. Certainly not enough to, to give it more. So Denver's trying to dump some money there. The Wizards is saying, okay, we're trying to get better around Beal. So if Kuzma, I don't know, like maybe if they're just trying to like, you probably have to involve like Grant Williams or something like that in there maybe Ooh, to like make okay. that work. And that's kind of a, like, I'm not sure what yeah. that does for you there because he make. I mean, Kyle Kuzma is not $10 million better than Grant Williams. So exactly. like, but I agree with you. I think that, Something to look at, but my guess is the price is probably too high from this alloted perspective. Um, this guy, I don't think you're going to have to give up much for. Um, but I don't know. But I, I don't know what your action is if they if they just settle for a guy like this, Kelly Oubre, $1.6 dollars expiring deal of Charlotte.
1: Interesting. Um, so, what is Charlotte's plan? <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> they brought back their so, own coach, so maybe they're going to start. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're realizing this scoring Hayward contract might have been a mistake I don't know
1: resigning kemba to go with Steve Clifford and letting him be a bench spot yeah. where's big Al <laughs> I'm all for it um yeah I, I, I'm intrigued if it was a possibility um especially if it wasn't a uh, costly one um, Celtics would have the best eyes in the league with Ubre and Al Horford so um, yeah. <laughs> uh i don't i don't know yeah i, I would say on, on the surface it's one that i'm surprised it hasn't come up more i someone finally asked me that the other day and it kind of threw me for a loop um but yeah sort of fits the profile right of 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 a of a well-rounded guy that could could give you some some wing minutes and such so uh, i'm not i'm not against it i just know if, i need to know what charlotte's doing before i can entertain entertain I'll, I'll throw this one too uh i was doing this the celtics red podcast yesterday and wayne spooney one of their one of my favorite uh He's, he's got a good good mind for this stuff very danger cart like and how he looks at things he threw out pJ Washington as sort of the Al Horford secession plan and he's still on his rookie contract there's no like reason for Charlotte to trade them trade him other than it's Charlotte and I have no clue what they're doing and they just drafted a big man and so um, I do think that's a team you call and maybe try to gauge but I don't know if you're gonna have any answers
0: yeah no that's that's a good idea in theory like they, they should definitely making calls like that where you can get a, any player on under team control and, you know, maybe empty out some first round picks for them. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like, A, you got to be right about that guy if you're going to do like empty mm-hmm. out the pick covered and B, yeah. Like what's Charlotte's plan? Like why, what's their incentive to do that? Unless they decide they don't want to pay this guy um, his next contract. So um, yeah, that's an interesting one. That's a interesting one way Wayne there. Um, all right. couple more here. This guy has been brought up forever at the trade deadline. Never, ever moves. <laughs> Perpetually brought up at the trade deadline. I'll see if you can guess him. He plays in Florida for a bad team. Terrence um, Ross? Terrence Ross. Nailed it. 11.5. Uh,
1: I just feel like he's going to go back to Orlando. And make some <laughs> it sense. Uh, uh Again, does Orlando have any need for Terrence Ross at this point? Uh, I would say... I would not give up anything beyond salary cap relief for Terrence Ross, even though he, what he still had two years left, like just one one year left. Last. last year, this
0: is the last. Okay. Oh wow.
1: we've been talking about Terrence Ross so long that it feels like <laughs> when it started, he had maybe five years. I think he had signed a max max bench contract or something because it felt like he always had a billion years left. I'd think about it. Um, is he? I mean, he's he, It's so funny. I go back to it. So I, my my first question I keep asking myself. Is he better than what you've got? Is he better than Aaron Niesmith? Yes, right now. Should Aaron Niesmith be Terrence Ross at some point? Maybe a i would be deal. But so I, I don't know. I, I'm, so I'm, I'm a yes if it costs nothing besides yeah. taking on his money.
0: Yes, and so it is like you look. You look at guys like this on teams like Orlando, and you're like, as they come to the end of the deal, and it's like, what, what is, what, what is the purpose of them being kept here? Like, how, how are these teams operating? Why would you not try to? Like if he's not dealt this off season, like I feel like Orlando's the, the rationale there makes absolutely no sense, but
1: didn't, didn't his numbers dip last year too? Yeah. Did he wasn't very really good it? last
0: year. Like I I'll, I'll pull him up here, but he certainly, you know, he suddenly is, he's definitely gone to a point. Yeah. I mean, he shot 29% for three. I didn't realize it was that bad wolf. Yeah. So yeah, that's certainly a, a con like him and Ubre to me are, are deals where it's like you take them out, you take that on July 17th if there's nothing else out there like that's like like end of the barrel type of like better than better than not better than not using the trade exception at least you have a contract to move down the line certainly not giving up anything of value for them and even for ross like that might just be something where it's like yeah what else are you gonna what else are you gonna take to take on that contract yeah
1: and i I like the idea of an expiring just like you said even if you take it on you don't have a secondary move it's off the books next year you not that you need space but at least you're not encumbered multiple years into the future
0: Correct. Um, all right. Last one here. Um, what we'll is do? Should I just call this the former Celtics round? What we'll is you can pick pick your favorite, pick your favorite former Celtic to take back into the TPE? Would it be Evan Jay Fournier, Crowder. Jay Crowder, <laughs> Kelly O'Linick? Um, I'll keep going down this list here, but yeah, we'll, we'll start with those three. I'm sure there's like three other former Celtics on here that could conceive uh, oh, Marcus Morris, Marcus Morris could do all it. Right. Um, he fits. Yeah. So who's, who's your pick in, who's your pick out of those four? Uh,
1: and- Jake, probably Jay Crowder, but I don't see the reason Phoenix moves him. Like they're still in the mix and I feel like um, I don't, I don't see that. I mean, I can't, I haven't, I, I want to convince myself on Kelly Olenek. Uh, I have not been able to. So um and everybody else, can, can I can I mean I don't know if you saw my my I, I threw it in there jokingly and it's not a TPE guy it's a it's a mid level guy, but um, do you call Real Madrid Real Madrid about Gershon and getting <laughs> him out of that getting him out of that deal?
0: He's winning titles, correct?
1: <laughs> winning winning Olympic medals and um, I'm telling you, if, if I wish he had been as motivated as he is now when he was here because. I really think he could help this team. Um, and there, it's not happening because he, he literally just came off the Celtics books. He literally just signed a three-year deal with Real Madrid. And if you can't even get Jan Madar to come over, I'm not sure you're going to get Dancing Bear to, to leave whatever great money he's making overseas. But um, if, you, uh, if you have a stretch four out there that can, can – uh, um, maybe an out for plan, please uh, send a link in um, All
0: right, let's wrap on a couple of things one i want to get your quick take on the jalen brown kevin durant drama yeah. this week which you had to talk about a lot um at 12 30 a.m after after the <laughs> burn an hour and a half of uh, draft night on the air until that pick finally came through here but to me it's it's hilarious to me that this is a scenario that had to come up for like a week that would never ever have come up otherwise for probably anyone else outside of of Kevin Durant given the yeah. drama. And now I don't know if it has any kind of lasting impact of jailing. Cause it's like it's clearly not coming from the Celtics, but like you wonder if anything like that factors into that, is this something you worry about all long-term in terms of like, Oh man, these like, they just don't appreciate me here or whatever. Sure.
1: I mean, it, it's, it's somewhat real to bring it full circle in this, what then bring up two players we've already talked about the whole Jay Crowder Gordon oh, yeah. Hayward thing, right. You sure. know, where Jay Belt. Clearly, disrespected when Celtics fans were chairing Gordon Hayward. And so it certainly factors in. Now, the difference is that at some point down the road, the Boston Celtics were able to say, here's a max contract, Jalen Brown, you cool with staying? And it's like, yeah, I'm cool with staying. And so I don't think it'll have any big ramifications. Um, selfishly, I hope that, you know, in these instances, that the players use it as motivation and find it to, the way to harness it in a good way. But certainly, um it's it's just been a weird week in terms of like I didn't understand it to begin with and like I kept trying to I get it it's Durant I kept trying to wrap my head around it but um just never seemed real and I think people get so caught up in these fake trades when they're like Jalen for Durant and it's it's never going to work like that like you know it's it would the money doesn't work like that 16 million dollars off so um I just I just couldn't get too far down the road on it and now Uh, it'll certainly be something he'll eventually be asked about and we'll see what his, his reaction will tell us a little something about how it festers. Um, I do think he should take it as a great compliment that he was potentially in a discussion for a player of Durant's status, but certainly you also used it as, Oh, come on. When will Boston fans appreciate me? And I, I keep saying it like this and tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, if Jason Tatum. If Jalen Brown had had the postseason that Jason Tatum did, we'd spend weeks here kind of crushing him and saying like, "Oh, you know, Jalen just isn't that guy. He's not a top twenty-five guy." And not that we give like Tatum a pass, but we—it's because he—he he did show so much growth this year, and he—he's clearly such a superstar that we kind of shrug it off and say, "Yeah, ran out of gas at the finish line." But I don't think we spend enough time focusing on how much better Jalen's gotten and sort of when he has those good moments, and so. Maybe that's just on us as, as reporters and people who scream ab- about things on podcasts, TV shows, uh, to just be a little bit
0: better about uh, appreciating it. But, you know. The conversation
1: with Kevin Durant is pretty good.
0: Right. It is. It's one of the things like, okay, like, how offended are you going to be by this, but also at the same time? It's like, yeah, we just, I was pretty important in sweeping that guy, you know, um, a couple months ago. So, and I'm 10 years younger. And yeah, I, I, I definitely see both sides of it. So that is, again, I, it's, it's just funny to me that this, it's not even like this randomly comes up because of Kyrie Irving. We got nothing else right? to do. Yes, yeah. got nothing else. And so that like fills the void for for a few days and will go away. And but uh, whether we'll leave the lasting mark or not, we'll I guess we'll find out. But I spent
1: the, the first the first half of last week uh defending Marcus Smart against <laughs> all of his haters. Um
0: You've I been busy, you've been le- busy the last week. I've been
1: I mean, like, man, like I, I try not to come off as like a total green teamer, but oh my god like i had to defend the fourth this week uh, do people realize they had the best starting five in the nba last season <laughs> i'm i just i digress it's uh it is what it is it's uh i get it we have a lot of time to to talk about these things and um you know i kept telling our football guys who were very adamant that they might they might actually trade i guess i shouldn't say that tom kern who was, who was the, as critical of 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 Jalen Brown as possible was was on the side of you know probably better to, to just ride it with the score. I think sometimes I think that's the bigger message, right? Let's just appreciate what we have uh, instead of worrying obsessively about how that we can get, you know, incrementally better uh, in, in various stages. And, and just appreciate that the sellers are in, uh, in a pretty good spot and uh, both with the finals run and just the roster going forward.
0: Yeah. I think that perspective, Chris, is what's really important here. And it is this team. This is, they didn't win at all. But it's pretty close to a dream scenario last season, from a standpoint of like the the growth that those guys showed, and whether it was Smart, Brown, Tatum, and you have them all locked up here, and you have the ability to add without taking any big pieces away. So it's a situation where, with Brad Stevens and the rest of this front office and Oka like they're probably not going to want to rock the boat too much here. Like, if, mm-hmm. will they make a swing for a? A big upgrade if they can, if it takes away a bench piece or two, absolutely. But uh, a bigger shakeup beyond that, I think, is is highly unlikely, given the value they place on continuity and you know what this group showed. I'm with you. I'm with you. I just like so be better selfish. Now I was just
1: gonna say be <laughs> better selfish fans, but it's such a small small portion of, of 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 the mass that gets overworked up about this stuff. I think most have a good grasp on on how fortunate we are to be watching what we are. So you know. Stay normal. Most normal self All
0: Alright, we are going to wrap this thing up before it all becomes totally out of date with uh, <laughs> the trades of half people he- we talked about, but we, Did you we, do it?
1: We, we didn't do a whole lot of mid-level. I just want one. Oh, oh mid-level.
0: Okay. Two, all names,
1: right. two names.
0: Two names for mid-level. Give me... Ooh. I don't I kind of think... I mean, he's been brought up already. I think you can make a pretty compelling taste for Batum if. With the trades, the Clippers, I mean, who knows? He's in love with L.A. And they can pay him, obviously, a little bit more than you can. But you could at least get a Adoka in there on the front mm-hmm. line to, I think, having him as a weapon here. But, like, listen, you could play with, you know, 11 other guys that are going to be fighting for minutes with you. And you might end up playing, like, five minutes a game. Or you can come here to the East and not have to go through the Warriors. And you can play off the bench a lot with – two of the upcoming stars in the league. I, I don't think that works, but I think that's like pie in the sky, like perfect type defensive guy who can hit threes that you should be shooting for the stars for once free agency starts.
1: The the only one that, and so I don't think it's feasible and I think he has to kind of chase some money. Um, so what have you had May call Kyle Anderson, who they do have yeah, a relationship with San Antonio. Mine
0: too, Kyle Anderson, same, and same you situation. Say,
1: it's right. And you say, hey, look, uh, can't pay you a whole lot the next two years, but you're our Al Horford secession plan. You're going to play a ton of minutes because we don't want to play Al more than 20 minutes a game, and yet that'll be a lie, and he'll play 35. Um, and, you know, just the, you pitch on, your role here is going to grow, and we're going to pay you further down the, ru- the, the, the line, and you're going to be with a bunch of people you know who trust you, who developed you, and you get reunited with the Derek Whites of the world and uh, come, come make this a, a a former Spurs party. 100%. I
0: think I still don't think it's,
1: I still don't think it's. So enough, he says, but, go, but here's,
0: here's the good news on that front though. Like in that line of thing, there really aren't a lot of teams that can pay the, those type of guys. Even Kyle Anderson, sure. like if he's like, he can get the full mid level somewhere, but the full mid level is not a ton more than the taxpayer mid level. And so <laughs> He's coming off like he's coming off his second contract. He got like you know he's still looking to get paid, but he's he's not like looking for that first big payday. So it might be a situation here where you know, you look at what like Otto Porter Jr. did with the Warriors last year. And you say okay, mm-hmm. come here for like I mean he literally came there for nothing. Like this is the Celtics are going to be getting paying a guy like Anderson a lot more than that. But it can you win and you rebuild value so you dump jump back into the free agency. You know, pool next year when you whether you want to get paid by us or other teams, like they can at least make that case to guys like
1: they'd have to do, they'd have to do two years though, right? Because they need to get right, to yeah, they to get, the yeah, you're to not gonna,
0: right? Like you're not gonna get them. You can maybe give them the player option for year two and say, okay, if you want to go get paid by someone else after year one that we can't give you, like by all means, like we're not gonna stop you from that, but like what rebuild your value here.
1: What what if what if and I'm I think these are just I'm thinking out loud about whatever the next bad article I'll write is. Um because I haven't crunched the numbers. How prohibitive, crazy would it be if they gave them the full mid level? Any chance they could stay under the apron?
0: For for who? For for,
1: for the Kylie. So if they gave Oh Kyle for Anderson.
0: Anderson. Oh, that's a good ooh. I wanna say like uh, just a, you just probably – yeah, if you probably go up your TPE, like being able to use that, I think if right. you if you do but that, if you could he,
1: get him, wouldn't I, you? Do? Yeah,
0: no, that's a like you get him for something for for more money. You move Tice in a separate deal to like clear out that space, and mm-hmm. then you fill out the rest of your raw. Like, you make the math. I, I haven't crunched that. That's a good article. If you want to write that, so, article, all right. I'd I'd that, that article. I'm
1: actually as soon as we <laughs> as soon as we hang up because I haven't. Someone asked me yesterday. They said, "Give me something creative." that gets the Celtics the player they need with that we're not thinking of. And I said, you know, I racked my brain. I said, I kept trying to think of like jumping in on third teams and like all these different avenues. I still think it's, it would be tight. I think it's pretty,
0: I think it's going to be real. I'm looking at the numbers now. I think it'd be real. I think it'd be real tight with Alice, so with Al's contracts involved. And, like- and,
1: and, and right. So I, I might just be like, it might, they just might be over the apron and, and no, no chance. Um, Let's let's call Zaren. We want to. We yeah, want yeah. to see about on, third, third, third. speaker. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll he'll give us give us that information. But I, you know, I'm, I'm just saying. And so because like the other alternative would be have Memphis sign him and then like sign and trade, but then you're hard capped again. So right. maybe you could get him less than ten, but still not. Or I guess you wouldn't have to give him the full. I guess you could find the sweet spot without having to, either way you have to stay on the apron and uh, I don't have any means it, as of right now, I got to go crunch numbers, but yeah, you probably have to move twice which means giving up a pick, but is that a path of less resistance to get the guy that you're, you're most high on?
0: So, it, should be, I mean, it. it should be explored. It's going to be, it will be tough to pull off and fit the rest of the, cause you have to do roster holds and crap like that. Right. Into, so that makes it like challenging, but it's certainly something they can explore if they, like you said, if they find if a guy like an Anderson type that will sign for the right price, um, and the other TPE options are just aren't that appealing. Um,
1: you're you're ha- and the last thing I'd say is you're handcuffing yourself at midseason if if someone gets hurt or yes. you need to yep. to like you know someone someone bigger becomes available, like it gets really hard to make those trades. So um, you know, certainly some downside, but I, I just think this is how they have to think in terms of like what's next. And, um, you know, that's just, that's, that's where I'm at with it. But and now I'm, I'm starting to think about the numbers. It, it might be, I might be like, it's, I might you might have to blow up too much. Fooled.
0: It's like, it's just, I think you just have to blow up. It might, it's like gonna be more than Tice. You'd probably have to move out. So you are gonna move out like, like Grant or If It's like, I would want, I'd probably want more than Anderson in that scenario to like, like, I think Fair. that's stuff they should explore, but like, give me Anderson and then another guy coming in. And then that like can help you. And then that might at a, at a lower cost. And then that fits, but I like, that's the kind of stuff though that they have and will be throwing around because there are a thousand different angles. You can take this in terms of like, okay, do we use it now? Do we use it later? Like what, how can we get the free agent in the door? Like, do we want to use the mid-level for just a guy who could who, who leave after one year? Is are we yeah. want to prioritize the mid-level to getting a guy who's at least locked in now so we don't have to address that again in free agency, which I feel like next year, which I feel like was a recurring issue with these like two year deals of a player option they gave out, you know, in the uh, like post 2018 years. So it's, it's going to be fascinating to see how they kind of approach all that in the, in the next couple of weeks here, but that'll do it for us here. Chris Forsberg, NBC sports, Boston. He will be breaking things down on Thursday night on the air as well mm. as on the Southern stock pod and writing and out the a thousand other things he does for them. <laughs> like the most versatile man in the business. Um, we appreciate you hopping on and rate review, subscribe to the winning Players pod. We'll be back when things happen, trade, free agent signing. We'll be back here later this week to break it. Probably all. Probably the down. next hour. Yeah. Right. So exactly. We're finishing this <laughs> at Wednesday afternoon. So talk to you guys. Probably in one more hour from here. But in the meantime, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys later this week.